0: Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh.
1: Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, this is episode 70. Like, that is wild. Seven zero. Seven zero. There's a lot of talk. Dude, we made it. We made it here. It's like three whole days. You could listen to us for essentially three entire days nonstop can you imagine if somebody did that that's true. like that's true crazy. i we should like pay a friend know, some people that message us that you're like it might <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you never know i was just gonna say we should like pay a friend to listen for three days nonstop, and then be like okay <laughs> give us all your notes actually you'd probably go crazy
0: that'd be the only way we could get our friends to listen <laughs> to us is if we paid them to we listen paid to <laughs> cuz the majority of our friends yeah, do not they don't they don't listen podcast.
1: but a couple do a couple do which is cool um uh, i have some that do Yo. maybe you don't have any that do i don't know what that says that's about a long, you
0: not of very long term <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, uh, dude how are you doing on this not. uh i don't know mid december weekend how's life how you doing
0: how crazy that it's already mid december yeah like, yeah Mind-boggling. I Feel
1: like I was just eating turkey know, a couple days ago, and right? now it's what? almost Christmas.
0: I, know. I just got all my Christmas, my Christmas shopping done. Ooh, nice. Um, i it's pretty proud of myself. Um, and I did in like an hour and a half.
1: That's <laughs> what's up. Uh, well,
0: <laughs> on Amazon, you just already <laughs> knew Amazon.
1: you you already had ideas. You knew what you were going for. Yeah,
0: kinda. I kinda. Knew. Kinda. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it's nice to have it all done. Uh, my brother gets into town next weekend. It is cold, uh, as all can be this week. Really? Um, it's like, I don't know, in the teens, wow. low 20s. It's literally,
1: dude, it's literally uh, 60 and like windy here today. But apparently we might have like... I think we
0: got up to like 50, 60. Yeah on monday but it cooled right back off yeah
1: hey is 2022 still gonna be the year of pink for you man like are you did you go all pink for everything on christmas or like laptop clothing hat glasses like you still doing that
0: oh i didn't think about i was doing pink on all my undergarments (laughs) um so it was like a hidden pink kind of thing i didn't want to like i didn't want to fully commit to it and then regret the decision like and then you're like dang i just spent all this money
1: um, but
0: yeah, all my undershirts, all my underwear, straight hot pink. pink. Like hot, hot pink, pink too. Like, yeah. like still can see the pink when it's pitch dark out. No, I'm outside
1: Dude, listen, just go public with it. Go <laughs> just full, you know, pink bodysuits. Like maybe you're not quite done Christmas shopping. I just don't know if Yeah. I don't
0: know if pink like draws like the color of my <laughs> eyes out or not. That's my problem. I really like my eyes to pop. Right. Uh, right. And I don't want to invest in a wardrobe that doesn't allow that's that. That's fair. That's fair. That's really my own. That's my really normal wardrobe. Dress one for shirt. the eyes. The that's
1: shirt. what we always say. Um, that's... <laughs> that's true. Dress for the eyes. So <laughs> to so. emphasize your eyes. That or tip to tip? <laughs> <down. laughs> that's how you mic a mic. A, that's a, the old. A, a, an old <laughs> the only way to mic a mic. I mean, like a mic. Tip that's to right. <laughs> tip. Oh, to man. <laughs> it's such a dumb joke. That was one <laughs> of those like uh we've been up for too long and it's two days into youth camp and uh
0: i don't remember where it
1: came dude from. it was uh it was it was youth camp in swampy hot texas uh in the, like it was all the way back it was then all the way back then that was when stewart first no came way. with us um that was his first ever trip it was Texas. The one, it was the year that we had gone and, and done the scouting trip. And then we went back and did like mission camp there. Um, Wait, did Stuart go with us to Texas? I think it was I don't think it might've actually, it might've just been you and me or you and me and Ryan
0: or something. I don't, I don't
1: remember, but I know it came about there. And I know it was like, you know, we were all way overtired and I thought it was just funnier than it actually was. Um, cause deep down inside, I'm like a middle school boy. Um, at some points. Um, so yeah, man, anyway, but, Still wow. makes me laugh. That's nuts.
0: That's almost 10 years Yeah, ago. it was a
1: long... T- yeah.
0: We're like just shot. Dude,
1: we are getting old, man. Mind we're getting up. old. I'm 70 episodes. I know it's not... Jokes good. going like 10 years. I was talking to a yeah. friend
0: last week. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend last week about we're born the same year and we just had that realization. We're like, oh, I didn't know that. Um, and then we're talking about we're at a restaurant and how young the waitresses look. And you're like, the only time I ever really feel old is when you realize what 18 year olds look like today and you're like,
1: um, no, I'm pretty sure that kid's 10. Yeah, you're like, um, no, you're a child.
0: <laughs> but other than that, I don't feel uh, like I still feel in my mid right. Um, because I am in my mid twenties for everyone that's listening. Right. Uh, since this isn't a video. Podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's why you're, you're going hot pink for 2022 to, uh, you know, emphasize the eyes and, uh, stay young, stay young at heart. And yeah, I would
0: assume blue and pink; those those are matching colors. And let me just not say, you know,
1: personal brand them. wise, like everybody, nobody expects full tip to tip hot pink uh, on a Zoom call. You know, you hop on a Zoom call with this guy named Josh. You're not expecting tip to tip hot pink, like dude.
0: The problem, the problem with pink is there's a lot of there's a lot of motion that comes with the color pink. So you might not be, like, portraying the brand as you want to portray it when you show up.
1: Well, you just need to to be more inflammatory and uh, volatile uh, in 2020. (laughs) Uh, That would be hilarious, though, if somebody was just like, this year I'm dressing in one color and it is hot pink all year. (laughs) Like, throws out all their clothes. I've
0: always had that thought. It's like... That was like the thought of like um, uh, Steve Jobs and there's a handful of other people like less decisions in your life, the better you're able to like focus on other. My things. boss's boss so just does that. the same he thing. He just every wears
1: day. black t shirt and yeah. black jeans and a denim yeah. jacket when he goes out, and I'm like, yeah, that's easy, you know. But like, how do I ease yeah. into that? There's
0: definitely a part of yeah. me that's like, man, could I pull that yeah, off? Yeah, right. Just same thing, right?
1: I'd be cool with it. Oh, yeah. I don't know if my wife would be cool with it, but. Yeah. So easy. Yeah, but hot pink might be a little different story. I don't know. Yeah, man. That's
0: true. Yeah, I, I don't think that color would be hot pink at that <laughs> point. If you're going to wear it every day, you're going to have to figure out. You're going to have to figure out another color scheme there. <laughs> Unless so, you uh, want to go yeah, bold. that would be sweet. Never had to make any of those decisions. Just think of like, think of all the decisions you have to make when you get ready in the morning. Right. Right. Like, There's some things you do the same every single day, right? You know, but then there's decisions like should I brush my teeth today or right. not? Um, should I take a shower or not? Just kidding. Those things should happen. <laughs> but um like what clothes you're wearing, what are you gonna eat for breakfast? There's like fifty decisions before you even leave the house. Yeah. If we still left our houses. We don't, but um yeah, it's it's a little mind boggling So you're like yeah. already you're already drained by the time you get to work and have to actually start making I food.
1: just think the ben- biggest benefit would be around laundry. Like you could just be like Yep, just throw all those t-shirts in this drawer. <laughs> no need to, you could fold them if you want, but it's like, yeah, that's where all my t-shirts go. That's where all my pants go. This is my socks, this is my underwear, and you're done, you know? But it's like, you don't have to think through it. You're not like, hey, do I hang this thing up? Do I put it in this other drawer? No, dude, you got time back in your life. And uh, yeah, but
0: once you make that decision, you shouldn't have to make it again. You just follow the, the previous decided decision that you've made on where
1: that shirt goes I know but what I'm saying is when you're folding laundry and when you dress like normal people like you and I you got to pull it out look at it and go um, where does this go and then you decide you're like there's that's where it goes this is where it goes that's where it goes you know well
0: like for me all of my I don't wear t-shirts that often so I only have one drawer of t-shirts but like all of my undershirts go in one drawer all of my underwear go in another drawer Fair. Fair. Uh, my pants I guess are two different drawers and then my button-up T-shirts just lay over the the ironing board because I just assume at some point nice. I'll get around to ironing them. But let's be honest, that never happens until the day of, and I iron it just the <laughs> so that's that's where they get short That's fair.
1: Nice. Well, anyway, dude, dude, what are we talking about today? <sighs> well, we're seventy episodes in, so I think it's fair that as we continue talking about foundations. Um, Given that we're 70 episodes in, we should probably talk about salvation and what it means when we say salvation, uh, what it means in the Bible, what it means as as kind of what Jesus did and his role in that and what it means. Yeah. And maybe I, I'm sure we won't get through all of that, but we're gonna talk about salvation because we're 70 episodes in and uh this is the first time we're mentioning it. Um just kidding. Um, but I don't think that's true. No, I feel like we have an episode. Yeah, we've we've totally talked about the gospel in the past. But um, anyway, uh, and we've talked about it many, many times. I don't
0: think we've dedicated one episode to it, though.
1: No, no. But yeah, man, salvation. Um, It is like the... uh, It's funny, our podcast itself is called This Jesus Life, which implies a lot of things, you know? and and salvation as we're going to talk about it today really the the best starting point or the quickest starting point is like you know we okay let me back up we just got through done talking about um God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. So as we talk about God and we talk about personal relationship with God. Um Josh and I and, and probably many of you believe that comes directly because Jesus lived fully as a human um only lived a sinless life uh something that I have certainly never been able to achieve, but he did it as the Son of God um, so when he was uh unjustly killed on the cross um, when he died on the cross um for for sin that he did not commit, he chose to do that. And he chose to put sin on himself, um, and literally die on our behalf. Like in the past, um, things would have been sacrificed, like animals would have been sacrificed. Um, and and their blood would have been spilled to kind of create that or, or fix the gap between sin and God. Um, and Jesus kind of took it upon himself when he died on our behalf as a sinless, man so that we could have direct relationship with God because God is perfectly just and God cannot sin. So we can't be in God's presence. We can't be in direct relationship with God without a sacrifice to, to, to kind of build that bridge and mend that bridge. Um, so anyway, man, um, that's that's not a great Explanation probably, but maybe that's a little bit of pre mumble into what we mean when we say salvation and um, what Jesus's role was in salvation or is in salvation. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think it's great. Uh, from what I was listening to, I'll be honest with you, I was scrolling through all of our episodes, um, so I wasn't listening great. <laughs> uh, but I was thinking too, like, um, there's a, there's a theological, like, uh, belief here that we should probably cover at some point. Um, so we're all on the same page on what we mean by salvation and why did Jesus have to die and all those kinds of questions. But I I thought it'd be cool before we get there. And this is just, we didn't talk about this beforehand. Uh, so this is putting Andrew on the spot, but. Um what if we told our like when did you come to know Jesus as your Lord hmm. and Savior so like when would you when would you say your moment
1: of salvation was hmm. Well um you know kind of my story of being like so basically I grew up in the church and like was around um Christian faith my whole life and there were certainly a couple times actually when I was young that I remember like praying and and accepting Christ saying, Lord, I believe that Jesus was the son of God. I believe that he died for me. Um, and God, I want to live for you or something to that effect, kind of praying that prayer of salvation, that if you've been in the church a long time, you might kind of be familiar with what that looks like. So that happened a couple of times when I was like once, when I was seven years old. Um, and then a few times when I was kind of going through, um, like middle school and high school, you know, being at like, some of those mountaintop experiences with youth group at like a youth camp or dare to share was a big one where it was like all about evangelism and what, what that was share. like. But anyway, had some really cool that. like mountaintop experiences, you know, where it was like, I'm, you know, doubling down on this or whatever. And, but, but through my, through kind of my first, like, well, my teen years, you know, and into, into up to 18, I was really, I would say I was like living more like two faced, you know, I was like, I wanted to be kind of everything to everybody. So at church, I wanted to be like the best Christian at school. I just wanted to be like the most popular at sports. I wanted to be the best, you know, like I was just trying to be different people in different avenues of life. And uh, it wasn't until freshman year of college, which I through kind of a miracle, uh, I ended up going to a small Christian college, not my plan at all, but I ended up doing that. Um, which I'll save that story for some other time. But I, there was a moment like kind of midway through the first school year where I was like, I was praying and I was kind of angry. Like God, everybody around here seems like so at peace and joyful and like but they also maybe just seem fake to me, you know, and I, a lot of that was probably because I was trying to be two faced and uh, and looking around thinking everybody else was like that, too. Um, anyway, uh, there was a moment where I'm like, God, I want to live fully for you uh, or not pretend I'm living for you at all. Like, I don't want to I don't want to fake it anymore. So and like, this was late at night. I was about to go to sleep. And I'm like, that was what I prayed. And then I went to sleep and I woke up having no experience, no crazy miracle or whatever happened that I could discern. But I woke up like just very confident the next morning that like, okay, I'm going to do my best to live fully for God um, and not fake, not be two faced, not fake it anymore, like really try to dive actually into what relationship with God means, you know, like really trying to live into that. And uh, I I certainly haven't been perfect since then, but I have tried to continue to live that out and and mean it. So for me, that was the moment, I guess I maybe was young adult at that point and was starting to be more independent. And that was kind of the moment where I'm like, I'm going to take this thing seriously and I'm going to try to really live it out and see what see what happens with it, you know, but basically the moment of like, uh, I'm going to live like, I believe salvation to be true. Um, so yeah, man, that was a long answer, but, uh, but that's kind of my, my moment. Uh, what about you? What was, what would you kind of look back on as like, that was my moment of salvation or the season where that happened for you?
0: Yeah. So, um, similar to Andrew's story for the most part, we've, we've grown up in the church, um, at least from like mm, third, fourth grade on for sure. Before that we grew up in a church, but it was the Catholic church, mm-hmm. um, so we're baptized as babies and all that kind of stuff. But
1: I didn't realize that. Um,
0: mm-hmm. and then once we got into the evangelical church, um, you know, that was kind of, um, our life from there moving forward. Um, so I would, I always knew of Jesus, not to the extent that I, I, I should have understood him, but I knew of him, um, the church and what it existed for and all those kinds of things. Um, when I gave my life to Jesus, it was at a sleepaway camp going into seventh grade, I think. So we just moved from South Dakota to, um, where did they move? Arizona. Uh, sorry, I forgot. Uh, and I flew back to South Dakota to go to um, camp with my old church, which like looking back at it, I didn't didn't even know I was doing that. I kind of just showed up one day. Mm. Um, The beautiful thing of being in seventh grade and really not knowing what's going on. And so your parents tell you like right before and you're like, Oh, okay. Um, And it was a a preacher and it was probably a hellfire and brimstone message. Mm -hmm. In all honesty, I don't remember it. Um, But I do remember that night laying on my bed um, everyone else is, you know, a sleeper in the process of going to sleep. And I just remember like in that moment, um, kind of giving my life to Jesus, um, and understanding it the best I could as a seventh grade boy and probably, a a slower seventh grade boy, uh, at least intellectually. Um, and it wasn't until, so went through that, went through my high school years, heavily involved in youth group and all those kinds of things. Um, but it probably wasn't until I got baptized my Oh man, it must have been my freshman year of high school and I got baptized because my brother was getting baptized mm. and I like, I wouldn't stand for him getting baptized before me. Um, so I got baptized with him, um, but he made the decision to actually do it. Uh, and then, uh, it wasn't good until going into my senior year of high school until I actually started to take my faith seriously. Um, and you know, there's a fair amount of shifts that happened during that season. Mm. But, um, like it, it came from a place, my, my original like desire um, to give my life, Jesus came from a place of just feeling probably lonely or being, you know, so far away from your, your family. Um, and it was just like, I need, I need that piece of, of relationship. Um, so that's probably why, uh, I jumped into it. Uh, I don't know if I told anyone at that camp. I don't remember. Um, I vaguely remember maybe I had a conversation with our, like our cabin leader, but there's a lot of things I don't remember from that camp. Um, the only thing I do remember from the camp is we used to play this like camp wide game with flashlights and we were hiding in the bushes. Um, the only thing I do remember that and, you know, give my life to Jesus. Uh, but that was about it. Um, I, I think everybody's story is different on how they come to Christ. I know individuals that kind of came to Christ. Like, um, um, was it Spurgeon that, that used to say he came to Christ in the back of a motorcycle? I think so. Something like that. Um, was it Spurgeon? I don't think it was now that I say it out loud, but like this, it was a journey. Like there wasn't a moment in time Mm -hmm. that um, they started to believe or live by this, that it happened over time. Um, I think for majority of people, especially um, in, you know, traditional evangelical movement um, come, there is a moment in time that we've made that decision that we've recognized that um, we're a sinner. We're in need of, of Jesus grace and that um, Jesus provided that through his sacrifice on the cross. Um, you know for a lot of us and probably a lot of those that are listening and then you know like Andrew and I both shared there's there's a journey after the decision um, you know it, yes you are a new creation but you're a you're a young new creation that still has a lot to learn and um, still has a lot of journeying to do with Jesus so he can sanctify through that um, and and continue to mold you into who he's creating you to be but um, you know I think for a lot of people it's it's a start uh, there's a, there's a moment that, that it starts for you um, this this path of walking with Jesus um you know in that moment you have access to a lot of power from Christ you have access to and you know, we talked about the holy spirit last week um you know access to the holy spirit and and everything that he brings into our lives and direct access that he gives to us gives us to god um there's that piece but i think it'd probably be helpful too andrew if we like just dove into the why like why why did jesus have to do this And why did it have to be Jesus Mm -hmm. and any other why questions that we can think of as we go along?
1: One thing before we go there, um, because I I like that, like, you know, that it's a journey um, and people see it differently and that's cool. Like, that's okay. You can see it as uh, a single moment in time. Like there's some moments in time in my story that stand out. Like when I was seven, I remember distinctly praying and, and, at home, you know, like praying and accepting Christ. But I think that for me, the distinction was that over the next number of years, like I was, Romans 6.1 says this, what shall, what shall we say then? Are, Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? May it never be. How shall we who died to sin still live in it? I would say for a while, I was kind of, going in and being like, yeah, like I'm totally saved so I can do whatever I want. And as long as I ask for forgiveness, it's cool, you know, and kind of kind of going through life with that posture of like, well, oh, I can do whatever because there's infinite grace. And like, I, as long as I make sure to remember to confess it fully, God forgives it, which I do know God, his grace and, his, and forgiveness is infinite. Um However, my posture was I can send more because grace is, is infinite. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was almost like taking advantage of, and maybe give me that, that loophole uh, to, to try to live a couple lives at one time and, and, and look one way, but not actually be one way at a heart level. Um, so that's why I was highlighting like when I was 18, almost 19 um, away at college, you know, and that was the moment where it's like, okay, I'm going to actually lean into this. Like I'm going to not only believe this to be true, but I'm going to try to live like it. Um, so on the second point of like, um, why Jesus, uh, all of that, I'll just say, um, and maybe you can jump in and, and help add more, a lot more to this. But if we believe, which I do, that Jesus was the son of God, um, fully born in human form, um, that he fulfilled many, many scriptures and prophecies from the Old Testament that, man, I don't I don't know enough to go into knowledgeably, but I know that Jesus fulfilled an insane number of kind of prophecies of like who the Messiah would be um, out of the Old Testament in the way that he came, in the time that he came, and that many people of the day could look at his life and say like, of course that's the Christ. Uh, If they were paying attention, if they had studied scripture, if they were aware of it, they could say, yes, that's the Christ. Um, So he kind of came about at the right time historically for that. However, I'm not a theologian. I'm not a historian. I just kind of believe that to be true because I've read a decent amount about it and listened a lot about it too. Um, So I'm not going to try to pretend I'm, I'm those things. But Jesus, I believe, did live a perfect life. He lived in a way that that he calls us to follow in the way of. Um, However, his perfect life ended uh, with with being um, killed by people and and he died on the cross, died a sinner's death um, on the cross. Uh, However, the the great linchpin to the story is not that he just died and was buried. And now we remember him. It was that he died, spent three days in the tomb, was raised back to life um and and thus proving over and above and beyond any shadow of the doubt that he is the Son of God, he has power even over death, he conquered death, he conquered literal and spiritual death, and then paved a way for us to have direct relationship with god and so that yes. One day you and I will die, whatever day that is, um, but that we will live on with the Lord, that we will be saved um, and spend eternity with him. And the coolest thing is that Jesus really showed us how to live. He he taught how to live. He gave the principles uh, of that that we've talked about so many times in our 70 episodes. He like go back to our parable series. Um, he showed us and taught us how to live and how not to live, um, so that we can, you know, reflect God and, and be like he was, uh, to those around us. You know, we can be like representations of Jesus or living in the way that Jesus called us to while we're alive, while we're alive. So I don't know, salvation is not just for that moment. Your pulse stops, you know, it's for like start, it's really the starting place of a real relationship, with the Lord and, and living into God's will in your life. So what do you think? What What did I miss? What could you add? What did I say that was totally wrong?
0: No, I think it was great. Yeah. I think too, like, um, I, I think it's helpful to understand um, beca- because th- there's this piece of where like, why, why did something have to die? Um, why couldn't mm. God just be mm-hmm. like, poof, everybody's good now? Um, and I guess we're getting into complex theology and there's plenty of theories out there on, on why it all plays out. But, you know, when we look at just God's recorded word and kind of how he has set up things like blood represented life, mm-hmm. um, it, it represented life all throughout the, the old covenant. And when we see like um, uh, the Jew, Jew, you know, the Jewish people weren't allowed to to eat the or to, to eat or drink the blood of an animal. Mm-hmm. Like they had to fully drain those things um, because there's, uh, essentially power in the blood for lack of a better term, or at least if not power, um, a very deep, um, representation of something. Um, so there's that piece of it is like, because it represented life. Um, it was, it was an important element. Um, so like we read through, uh, Leviticus and I, I could be quoting this completely wrong, but I think it's Leviticus 17, um, where we, where, um, God walks through just the the process of the forgiveness of sins and that a blood animal Mm. or that the animal of uh, blood of an animal had to be shed for the forgiveness of his people. Um, And that was there was a ceremony that went along with that. The uh, lamb that was being slaughtered had to be a very specific lamb had to have without blemishes had to be perfect for, you know, for the um, at least by our definition of perfect. Um, So it could be shed for the blood and it happened you know once a year. Um, in some instances more than that, but, um, like blood had to be shed, um, from an innocent creature. Um, and that's where we get into Jesus, right? Like, yeah. not that Jesus was a creature, but, um, like Jesus lived the perfect life. Granted he was fully God at the same time. He was fully man. Oh, well, wait so a sec. In, a perfect in life the old Testament,
1: easier. just to, just before you keep going, like, You said creature for a reason, like it was there was a kind of hierarchy, you know, like let's say you committed a little sin of the day and it's like, you know, once a year, maybe maybe once every couple months you go to the temple and you're like, well, I committed these little sins, so all I need to sacrifice this time is a dove, you know, and then it's like, oh, man, this was a really sinful quarter. Um, I'm going to need a goat. (laughs) You know, like a bigger creature, more life, something that to you personally is more of a sacrifice out of your personal flock um, or costs you more to buy. It's more of a personal sacrifice than like really big sin. It's like, dude, I need a bull or a couple bulls, like a couple cows. Like this is way more than just a dove level sin, you know? So it was kind of like hierarchical like that. And Jesus not being a creature, but a person. And and not only just like a normal person, but one who lived a truly perfect life is like the highest form of possible sacrifice um, is what I'm trying to get at is there's nothing that can beat that, you know? Um, Yeah. In in God's eyes, uh, it's like the highest form of, of sacrifice. So.
0: Yeah. Like it was, it was the thing that became, Sufficient, yeah, so it didn't have to be done be done any longer. Right. This is like when we're reading Hebrews, like this is what God is talking about when, um, you know, the law has been fulfilled. Mm-hmm. This was the fulfillment of that law. Um, let me see if I can find it really quick. Uh, Hebrews 9 um, 22, so it's towards, I guess, towards the end. Um, it says, In fact, the law requires uh, that nearly everything be cleansed with blood. Um, and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Um, you know, and this was the the seal essentially that fulfilled the law um, and provided a way out um, from underneath yeah. it uh, moving forward was that was the blood sacrifice of of Jesus um, that we needed? And I know it's like it's gruesome and it's not something we talk about that often, but um, at least not the the physicality of it all. yeah. Um, but it's it was such a necessary step um that I think oftentimes we we overlook. And I don't know if you've watched The Passion of the Christ in, in recent years. It's been a long I time. haven't watched it since it originally mm-hmm. came out uh in movie theaters <laughs> it was the last time that I watched it. Um but then I watched it again this last Easter and uh it was it was a good reminder of um the brutality that had to happen to the perfect sacrifice, which was Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, for us to find not just forgiveness of sins, as as amazing as that is, that we get to walk um, as new creations, and um, that the the power of of sin no longer um, has a hold on us, <clears throat> um, but that the relationship between us and God has been restored, like the the curtain has been torn between. Um, You know, humanity and and God himself, if we go back to, you know, those verses in the end of the Gospels. Mm -hmm. And it's, and those verses are simply talking about, if you don't know, um, we're talking about um, the old temple or the old tabernacle. Um, So there's an outer courts, um, which majority of humanity would well, I should say the Jewish people would gather and that's where sacrifices would be done. Um, there was an, a, an inner temple. We call it the Holy place. Um, a couple of ceremonial things happened there, but only the priests entered into that place. Um, and then there was the Holy of Holies uh, where the Ark of the covenant resided, where the presence of God, um, was dwelling and, and represented there. Um, also by the pillar of smoke to see where, um, the presence was and when it was there and when it wasn't there. Um, so that was the curtain that was torn between the holies and the holy of holies, um, representing the, the change in relationship that God was bringing in, yeah. that we now had access to him directly, and we didn't have to go through a, a hierarchy of, you know, a system or something like that, or a person um, to get back to God, which is remarkable and crazy in itself. Yeah. But. Um, Like blood had to be shed. That's why Jesus went to the cross, but his blood was shed Um, for the forgiveness of our sins. A a living thing had to die. And that's what happened. Thankfully, God and Jesus being who they are, um, you know, conquered that three days later. So we could do the same Um, that, you know, our sin isn't going to lead to our destruction because of what Jesus does. But sin does lead to destruction. Whether we're Christians
1: or not, it will lead to your destruction. Totally man when we right before we started i mentioned um at some point getting to ephesians 2 um like 8 and 9 um and maybe into 10 but before i read that like there's this in our world you can in in our lives you can buy most things you can work hard save up you can buy something you can uh, achieve most many things on your own. If you work hard enough, if you get the right degrees, if you get credentialed in the right way, you can usually achieve certain things. You could maybe in your own power, start a small business that grows into the next Amazon. You know, like, I don't know. There are many things that people can do through their own will and power. Um, one thing you cannot do is save your own soul. Um, one thing you cannot do buy is salvation. Uh, One thing that you cannot, and this is, in my opinion, I don't think these things are purchasable. I don't think they're achievable uh, through our behavior. Um, I I think these are things which are, uh, I think salvation is a gift. And I think that it is something that we can choose to accept. Um, I don't think we can ever earn it. You know, I don't think you and I, by our perfect life or near perfect, I say that facetiously, I don't think we can live a perfect life in a way that we deserve salvation. I think that the only way we can get salvation is if we accept the grace of God that's already been given to us through the gift of Jesus's sacrifice. Um, Ephesians 2 verse 8 says, for by grace, you've been saved through faith and not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one can no one may boast and you know like there are there are a lot of people uh throughout history have been more like the snake oil salesman, right like this little thing you just buy this, it'll cure everything in your life, and um you know they always. always comes with a cost and it's not necessarily always money um but there's always a cost of like putting so much hope and faith in a thing or in a that's gonna fix my life a bigger house is all i need a a better job a bigger title um to be the best at the sport that will make me feel whole that will cure me that will whatever like but the biggest gift the biggest thing in this life that, that we can kind of choose to do to have a direct relationship with God is accept the sacrifice of Christ and it's free. Um, now it's, it's free in the sense of like, I can, I can make that decision. I can humbly come to the realization that I need a savior. Um, I personally do, and I can accept the grace and, and the gift of Christ's sacrifice. Now there is There is a price in that like your life should change as a result of that. It shouldn't be just I'm going to punch this ticket and live however I want. Kind of like I was joking or saying of like that, you know, I'll sin all the more so that more grace can be seen. You know, it's uh, like Paul talked about that in Romans six and actually a bunch of times. But it's not a ticket to punch and it's not a tool to pull off the shelf and use once in a while. It's like when you accept the the gift of Christ, you accept the salvation that comes as a result of what he did, that that we didn't earn, that comes only through grace. Um, I think your life should change after that. I think that is the next, the the natural next thing is like, okay, well then how do I live now? Like how should I live now? And we have the Bible to look at and the example of Jesus and those that followed him most closely. You know, that's the whole New Testament, the new covenant, as you and I've talked about. Um, to kind of show us like, okay, so that that answers that how am I to live question is is all right there. So before I get too rambly, um, I'll, I'll cut off and see if that stirred up any reactions in you. But just wanted to emphasize that grace, you know, it's, it's acceptance. It's not, um, it's Mm. not a tool on the shelf. It's not a thing that a, a bag of money can buy. It's a humble and honest acceptance that is really between you and God. It's not something I know if you do, it's not something, you know, if I do, we can tell you about it, but I think it's, it's honest and it's between you and God. Um, so I'll cut off there. Any thoughts or reactions about that?
0: yeah like going back to to paul in in romans 6 um like the reason he 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 phrases the question like um, what shall we say then you know shall we keep you know on sinning so that grace may increase um, by no means exclamation point Mm -hmm. um like the question is asked and answered because it's possible right right um like we because of the sacrifice of Jesus, you could continue to go on sinning. Um, you could continue to live the life as, as you want to live it. And I would argue your salvation is, is secured, um, because it's not based on your ability to do anything. It's based on Christ's sacrifice and what he did, like the power lies in him, um, that authority lies in him. Um, so I'm, I'm careful to, to kind of get into all those weeds of things. But the reality is you you could. Um, But I think the important piece is because of what Jesus did, right? Relationship is, is restored. Mm -hmm. Um, so you have the ability to continue to walk with Jesus. Now sin is still destructive. Um, it's destructive for this life, whether you know Jesus or don't know Jesus, if you continue to play with, with, you know, especially the more destructive sins, like it's going to cause harm to you and cause harm to the people around you. But as a follower of Jesus, yeah, you're forgiven for those things. Um, Uh, it, but it doesn't mean you're going to fully experience what Jesus has for you in this Mm -hmm. life and in the next as well. Um, right. Like there's that piece of it as, as well. Like when we walk in the light, as, as Paul says, uh, I think he says it in, he might not say it in six, um, but he, he will say it in the John. So first, first, second and third John, um, talking about this idea of, of walking in, in light rather than in the darkness, um, like if we walk in light meaning, we walk in relationship with Jesus. This is the piece um let me see if I can find it first John uh starting with verse five. Um, this is the message that we've heard from him and declared to you, God is light. Mm. Um, in him, there is no darkness at all. Um, if we claim to have fellowship with him and, and yet we walk in the darkness, we lie and we do not live out this truth. But if we walk in the light, I meaning we walk in relationship with Jesus, we walk in a relationship with God, the father, uh, he, he, as he is in the light um, we have fellowship with one another, the blood of Jesus, his son purifies us from all sin. Like this is where that sanctification starts to play is when we're walking in relationship with Jesus, we're walking in the light. Like this is the, the purification that starts to happen inside of us. Now the end goal isn't that we sin less. The end goal is that we accomplish more for the kingdom in relationship with Jesus. But to do those things, um, yeah, there's sin inside of us that has to be cut out. Um, There's selfishness. There's, um, sinful desires. There's things that are going to cause destruction to our lives and the lives of those around Mm -hmm. us. And we want to cut those things out of our lives. That's the purifying or the pruning process, right? Like there's that piece of this, this relationship too. Like I just thought it in it. Um, did we, did I already say this? I might've already said this. Um, but I just thought it's been running around in my head. Um, I forgot we recorded two episodes this week. Um, that, uh, that, um, no, I don't think I did. Did we did we record before nope, Tuesday? No,
1: nope. No, let it out. Man. We last? Let it, it out. Was last season, should, right? uh, even if you think you're saying it again, say um, it. Let's hear it. I'm sure it's good.
0: If I said this again, folks, I apologize. But I think there's something to it, right? Like, um, you only have so much time on this earth. Mm-hmm. Um, time to make your life count, time to leave a legacy, time to make an impact on those around you. Um, from an ego standpoint, time to make your ma- your name matter. Um, you know, all around you. Um, and the reality is, so we're, we're talking about these fruits of the spirit, right? Um, peace, patience, kindness. We we went through these mm-hmm. things and we talked about them. I think we did a series did. actually. Yeah. Did we break each we one down? Mm-hmm. Dang. Been so long. 70 episodes, mm-hmm. folks. Um, and the, the key to all those things is it's not your ability ability to live these out or fake that you're living right. them out better. It's our ability to foster relationship with Jesus and walk in that relationship and be obedient in the midst of that relationship and, and him bringing things out, having conversations, having counseling sessions for lack of a better term and dealing with the, the crap of our life so we can protrude those things or show those those attributes more more clearly. Mm-hmm. And you've probably come across people that have, that have shown those yep. things. You're like, man, I don't... Yep. I, I just want to be around that person. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but like it, it's those things. Like they have peace, they have patience, they yeah. have kindness, they have self-control, they have joy, um, all these things. You're like, man, I, I wish I had more of these things. Well, to have more of these things, we have that inside of relationship with Jesus, and yet you only have so much time on this earth to foster relationship with mm-hmm. Jesus, so those things can become mm-hmm. true. You know, for us, Andrew and I are in our mid-thirties, or um, are, are right around there, and like you know, we have forty years minimum probably unless we die at a young age um hopefully more like you know 50 or 60 years Mm -hmm. left um that like that's not a ton of time like it's taking Jesus this long to get me to these places with, <laughs> yeah. with those gifts yeah. or with those attributes, how much longer is it going to take? Right. So like, if we're not taking the time to foster a relationship with Jesus, we're not taking the time to, to have a real prayer life. I'm not talking about a check r- checklist prayer life right. where um, it's a list of, you know, I need to pray for all these people. I need to pray for these situations in my yeah. life. And I just want to give it all to God. I'm not talking about those kind of, pr- those are great prayers. They're important prayers. They, you know, prayer is powerful in the lives of people. Um, but, but I'm talking about conversational prayer where we're really just diving into relationship with Jesus. And he's talking about things about our lives, talking things about his truth, um, whether that's prompted by us reading scripture and something inside of that, as it being God's living word, sharper than a double-edged sword mm-hmm. cuts the bone marrow straight to the heart, you know, Hebrews um, or it's um, maybe a conversation or an idea that's just been kind of floating through your head for a while. And you just want to talk it out with Jesus kind of like, you know, this. This thing of like, I only have so much time to foster a relationship yeah. with you. Like, what do I have to cut out so I can foster more relationship with you? What do I have to refocus on so foster? Cause I I want to be that person. Like I want to be a person that has such an impact on people's lives that, like, man, like there's so much hope in that person and that yeah. guy. And, you know, it, it's like two steps forward, one step back kind of mentality yep. of like, yeah, I make so much great progress, and then you're like, oh. Did it again, pissed someone mm-hmm. off, hurt somebody yeah. again, gotta go apologize, all that, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but like that's only gonna happen if I walk in relationship with Jesus and get really, really good at fostering relationship with Jesus and doing my part of that relationship. Yeah. Um, and we, we so often miss all of that. And we're like, well, I just, I don't have time to to spend time reading God's word and spending time with Jesus today. And like uh, my, my prayer is just, you know, transactional today. I'm just going to get through real quick so I can be a good Christian. And you're like, but you have like, because of sa- the sacrifice Jesus made, like you have access to talk to the Holy One, like. You know, the one that's nothing like him. There, there's no one else around. The one that's full of wisdom and not only tells us, like, if we ask for wisdom, wisdom is given. I don't know about you, but God's wisdom seems a lot better than this world's wisdom. Um, but yet we chase, you know, business books and uh, marketing strategies and all this other, yeah. you know, junk of life yeah. where we could just be chasing Jesus um, and be blown away by what he can do through whether you think you're smart or not. Um, You know, look what he did through the disciples, you know, uneducated individuals, started the movement that's still around today, you know, 2000 plus years later. That's pretty, pretty incredible when we just choose to walk in relationship with Jesus, even if you did it from a selfish standpoint. Like, I just want to be known as this kind of guy. Like, that's where it comes from. Hopefully through the process with Jesus, the selfishness piece starts to die down and the Jesus piece starts to be brought up. But, um, like, there's that reality of all this, too, of like. There's so much more life that we could be living um, if we just chose to take you know, some moments throughout our days to spend time with Jesus and not get so bogged down with the unspiritual things mm. of life um, that it pulls us away from what we could be experiencing.
1: Yeah. Man, there's so much there and so much good stuff there. Um, and I don't know, I guess the only thing maybe to add to that uh, is... Like it, how you were talking about, you know, it's taken me thirty plus years to get to where I am, and maybe twenty of those years I've been, or 15, fifteen, I've been really trying to um, to be honest and follow in the way of Jesus in my life. You know, to walk in the way He walked, and and over time, those those attributes, the fruit of the Spirit, right? Like those are growing a little bit in me. But a beautiful thing about salvation it's not like it's one to one transferable. It's not like if, since you're saved, I can't be saved at the same time. You know, it's like you, you're living into that fully. Uh, me, meanwhile, many, many, many people, uh, in this world are living into it fully. Um, but there's many people who have no idea, you know, and, and don't, either have been burned by the faith, uh, burned by the church and have bad associations with what Jesus is, what he means, what he was here for. There's many people who haven't heard of, of what he's done on the cross ever or what our faith is really about. Um, And then there's, there's other people who maybe are like starting to know a little bit. And I think the more, I don't think that I'm the only person that could influence somebody's faith ever. Like, I think that puts too much, like what I'm trying to say is like, if you and I are fully living out my faith, I think there's a way higher, a higher chance that we could bring those around us into a real relationship with the Lord or into a deeper relationship with the Lord. Um, those that we have influence with, um, I don't think that's dependent on you and I. I don't think God uh, depends on Josh living his his relationship with the Lord perfectly or Andrew, um, meaning like if I'm not living it perfectly, that Kyle is not going to be saved. You know, I don't believe that. But I do believe um, that that I, if I'm living fully into my relationship with God, that uh, he could use me to influence Kyle quicker to faith there's no Kyle in this room. I'm pointing at nothing. Mm -hmm. People won't be able to see this, but I've just made up a name, you know, but basically I think that when we're living in our real relationship with the Lord, uh, as fully as possible, that, that we kind of influence those around us the most possible towards real relationship with the Lord and towards a moment or a, or a motorcycle ride towards salvation, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. I think we're used in that way that we bring hope and life to others around us when there would have been hopelessness and death. Um, and, and I think that, you know, like, like this world we live in is not all there is. Um, this world we're in right now is fallen. Everything here eventually dies. Everything here is, is temporary in one sense or another. And, and the the lord of this world the one that god gave some dominion over this world and this life is the enemy like is is under god's authority but is um but is not god god's like yeah it's satan you can control a lot of things in this world you can influence a lot of things in this world i should say not necessarily control but um but people still need a direct re- bridge, a direct link to a real a relationship with their creator, which is God. Um, and Jesus did that. You know, it's like you look around and you can be filled with things that are the opposite of the fruit of the spirit. You read the news too much, and that's probably what's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> tell me the last time you read the news or listened to the news for an hour and walked away feeling more hope. More joy, more peace, more patience, no, like it's not gonna happen. uh that's not what it's ma- meant for um but all that to say, like the 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 king, this the perceived king of this realm is not the king of this realm. like God made this world, God made us, God made life, He spoke life into us into mankind. And he did it in a unique way that we could be saved, that we could be in real relationship with the Lord restored right back to that right relationship that Adam and Eve first had with God, um, where there wasn't this shame in, in sinfulness. There wasn't this lacking in what they were. There was essentially perfection in, in how they were able to relate to God um, because of sin and through sin, that relationship was severed um and and quite a few horrible things happened as a, as a result of that but Jesus made a bridge that we could have direct relationship with our creator once again and be made a little more like him over time uh while we're alive and then ultimately um in eternity when our soul is with him so it's just a wild and mind blowing thing. And I think as we live out our relationship with God, as we live this Jesus life, like things happen around us where God starts working through you just being humble and authentic in, in how you relate to God and others start to see God show up and working through your life and it affects their life. So that's evangelism as, as I see it, I guess, well, is I think that too, like- it matters um, how we live.
0: Well, not just evangelism. Like, how do you help them have the same experience with God that you have with God in terms of relationship? Like, there's power in that. Like, I just think of, like, how much comfort, how much confidence would you have the better you know God and God and his character? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, I'm not talking about from a theological standpoint where you're able to say, here's, you know, here's the seven points of the the character of God. Like, from a relational standpoint, of like, no, this is how God functions. Like, this is what he's ushered into uh, this world like this is what the kingdom feels like this is what it looks like yeah. and just to to function in confidence in the midst of that like nothing's up for debate so like there's you know you, you know god gives you new big challenges that seem overwhelming or um, impossible for you to accomplish and like you don't even bat an eye yeah. you're just like yeah cuz god's god like he's, he's going right. to do it like i'm just i have the faith he's going to do it i'm i'm in um when you're going to lay hands and praying for somebody for a miracle you're like yeah like this is how God works. I'm following God's lead. God said, do this. And yeah, he's about to provide you a miracle. Like it's those types of of I think relationship pieces that like just the intimacy intimacy level with God that we could have that gives that would give us such comfort and 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 confidence in this life too. That man, we're so much of us are missing. Um even on a small scale, we're missing it because we're just we're so bad at fostering a relationship with Jesus. And I think the enemy knows it. I, I think the enemy knows like this is the secret sauce. This is the thing that's going to unleash uh, an army onto the world that can make a drastic Mm -hmm. difference. So I'm going to make it confusing. Uh, I'm going to make it, uh, I'm going to put ideas in, in preacher's heads that, you know, teach scripture from perspective of knowledge based rather than relationship based. And it's going to get all these people off track and they're going to miss it. Um, That, you know, it's just to do lists and tasks and religion that we just slip back into so easily. Maybe it's the human condition as well. that's at play here, but like, so much more life could be had. So much more adventure could be had. You know, impact is hap, you know, impact happens when you affect others' lives, mm. right? And that's, that's just true in general. That's not, that's not necessarily like a, a, a Christian idea. Like, that's just an idea in general. Like, you know, I mentioned Steve Jobs earlier. Steve Jobs made a massive impact on this world. Well, why? Because he made a massive impact on individuals' lives. He did it on a macro level, but like, it was the individual's lives that, that made the difference in why people know his name, whether they know who Apple is or not. Um, right. It's the same idea here. Like, if we want to make a difference with our lives, it happens. It, making a difference in people's lives. Like, can I individually impact people? And the only way I'm going to do that well and in a healthy way, um, that's going to have a lasting impact. You know, like Andrew just said, a salvation impact, um, is, is going to be walking with Jesus. So he could mold me into the person that, that, you know, we're called to be. And I think too many Christians today are missing out on so much life because we've, uh, we've, um, accepted that Christianity is just, it's a religion. Mm -hmm. It's a belief system. Mm -hmm. Um, I just do the right things and everything's great. And we've missed out on the life that we could be having in relationship with Jesus, the life of adventure. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll preach it until the day we die. We've been preaching it for 70 episodes. (laughs) Maybe at some point people will take us up on it and actually start fostering a relationship with Jesus. And I know it's hard. Like I'm in a season right now where I'm trying to get back to it. Like COVID kicked my butt. Um, That was shoot two months Mm -hmm. ago and I just haven't found the rhythm back. And, you know, relationships are hard. It's like any relationship, you gotta, you gotta keep investing in it um, for it to make a difference. Um, But yeah, I don't know. You got any last parting thoughts?
1: Just that it's, it's worth it. It's uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's, it's worth it. So if you're listening and you're thinking like, yeah, I was saved and I've just, I have that moment of salvation, but I've become really lax in it. I've like put it on the back burner for a long time, which I've been there. Um, I'm not speaking out of, you know, uh, shame. I'm speaking out of experience. Like if you're, if, if you've put it on the back shelf for a long time and not really prayed, uh, in a real way, not really taken your, your worries and desires and cares, uh, the things that are bigger than you and put them at the the lord's feet through genuine conversation man i'd encourage you to start there like you don't need more knowledge uh in this moment you don't need more perfect answers in this moment like you you probably just need more time with the lord so try to take if your normal would be 30 seconds a day try to take 5 minutes or a couple minutes you know today and, and just sit with the lord and pray in a real and honest way um, and ask him for things that, that you need. Not, not God, I need a hundred bucks so I can buy a, a new thing I don't need. That's not what I mean. I mean, ask him for things of like, God, I have no hope in my life right now. I look around and I'm filled with despair. Why is that? Could you help me understand that? Could you put people around me to help break that cycle? Could you fill me with hope that comes through this salvation I experienced with you and through jesus's gift um like start there start with some real conversation with with whatever that personal um thing is whatever it means to you right now if you feel like it's been on the back shelf and if it's man if you're having if you're killing it if this is like the best your relationship with the lord has ever been keep at it (laughs) like it is worth it um i think a, a rising tide raises all boats like You know, the more you lean in, the more you genuinely pursue the Lord, um, the better the lives of the people around you become and better in the in the real sense of hope, of joy, of love, of seeing God show up and do wild things in their lives, in your lives, uh, in your life. Like, keep at it. It's worth it. Um, In this Christmas season, when a lot of people might be going to church uh, out of tradition, like Pursue the Lord out of relationship, um, rather than tradition, pursue God genuinely in this season. Uh, maybe it's easier in the month of December. I don't know. Maybe it's not, but, um, I hope that if you're listening to this, you're feeling encouraged. I came into this conversation. Uh, I am leaving this conversation feeling more encouraged than I came into it. And I hope that's true of you. If you're listening and Josh, I hope that's true of you too. So, that's my final thoughts, man. And, um, I'm glad we did this. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. And I have this one last, um, this kind of pictures hit my head, but, um, maybe, maybe you don't trust God. Um, the church has hurt you. A pastor has hurt you. A Christian has hurt you. And you, you've, you've put a lot of that on God. Um, like when you find yourself in those places, have those conversations with God, tell them what, what you're pissed off yeah. about. Um, tell them God, why did this happen? Um, tell them, God, here's the doubts that I have about you, or God, here's the reasons I don't think I can trust you. Um, have those conversations with God. God is much bigger (laughs) uh, and can take Mm -hmm. it. Um, he's, he, he's a pretty, he's got pretty tough skin. Mm -hmm. Um, so throw it all at him because the reality is your faith can't, um, like you can continue down those paths and it's only going to get harder and harder to come back from it. And eventually you will walk away from it. Um, it's inevitable. Um, so have those conversations with God. If you find yourself in those places, um, like God can take it, throw it all at him, get angry, yell. If you need to go for a drive by yourself to do it, do that. Um, but let all those things out. Every, every fear, every, um, mistrust, every experience that may have happened, um, let it out with God. Um, and, and let it out if you feel comfortable with, with someone that loves you, loves Jesus and loves you in that order. Um, so they can walk with you in that as well. But, Um, We love you guys. We do greatly appreciate um, that you take the time to listen. Um, As Andrew said, this is hugely beneficial to us as much as it's beneficial um, to maybe those that are listening as well. But like we do this selfishly because we want to see life change in our own lives. That's right. But Andrew, as always, it's good to see you. Good to see you, man.
1: Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us. And we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our
0: podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you.
1: You can email us at hello at this Jesus life podcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, Or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.